I was thinking if we should uh, have more of a structure in the beginning of the podcast uh, because we are such a small group. Uh, we dog lovers and dog rescue people. So whoever finds this podcast is a lot of new people all mm, the time. Right, right. Do you have any ideas? Simple saying, this is a podcast produced by the nonprofit organization Fairy Tales Dog Rescue. Follow Tiffany and Louise, me, down the rescue road. I love that. Perfect. And you can say it every time or I can practice saying it, but I love it. Yay. We're growing, we're growing. F-A-I-R-Y-T-A-I-L-S So usually we always talk about dogs because we are all about them and the amazing bond that humans and dogs have. However, dogs can have amazing friendships with other species besides humans. I think dogs, especially out of all animals, are more prone to step out and create friendships outside of the boxes and befriend animals of all species. And so that's what we want to shed some light on today. And this is going to be so much fun because I love these stories so much and they warm my heart and make me feel so good about just being a dog lover because they're fucking awesome. I mean, this is what my um, Instagram feed is all about. (laughs) Dogs making friends with all different kinds of, uh, you know, there is chickens, there is dolphins, there is lions and cheetahs and elephants and, you know... But cats and rats. I mean. The list goes on. I mean, not only are they amazing human companions, but they're companions to all species. We really could learn from them, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Dogs have a whole other level of unconditional love for the relationships that they form that I think we humans don't have. Yeah, it's they're, they're on a much higher spiritual level in my mind because they uh do this naturally it's not something they have to work on it's like they it is innate for them to to just to love and uh so humans we have to actually work at loving one another and we are not so uh equal with how we treat others For humans, it is a bit different. We are evolving, but we are constantly having to break the boxes of, you know, first we had to get everybody on board with the fact that we could love each other even if we have different skin colors. And now it's all about having different genitals and different nationalities, different religions Mm -hmm. and political views. And we're all like getting together and realizing we can still love each other. Uh, And uh, there are a lot of people who laugh at us and people who have strong relationships with their animals. Because they haven't gotten there yet where they uh, think of animals and the relationships we have with animals just as significant. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we are in a time of change where uh, more love uh, is getting acknowledged, animals worth is getting acknowledged and brought into the light because we have come so far in 
people's human rights, I think. Yeah, you're right. We are evolving. And, uh, you know, and I, I have to say, I feel like dogs have evolved more than we have. You know, the fact that uh, a a dog can take in, I was just reading a uh, story about, so a baby lamb was rejected from her uh, mother. And a lamb, um, historically or most commonly, um, cannot survive without the love of a mother. Like you can't just bottle feed them. Um, So a a dog uh, took over and gave love to this lamb and the lamb survived because it needed love to survive. And this dog gave that. So this is such a really beautiful story. Oh, but I didn't know that was true about lambs because I feel like it's a thing that you take in a lamb, uh, you know, for the kids and a family to, to bottle feed if they're too young. But Well, that's what it said in this story. But, you know, maybe that's just to make it more heartfelt. But it worked on me. So I don't know. It's it's what I read. Doesn't mean it's fact because you never know what you read because not always the truth. But yeah, that is still regardless. So and heartening to know that this dog took on that baby lamb and you know, formed this amazing bond. And you know what's interesting about the story that you uh, now just said about this dog and the lamb is that it uh, reflects pretty well on what science says about these interspecies relationships. Uh, I made some research on it, on like why, uh, you know, like what does the uh, science thinks and more uh, specifically the Department of Psychologists, uh, what do they think? Why do the dogs have these relationships? Want to know what I found yeah, out? Yeah, I'm dying. I'm, you got, I'm like waiting. <clears throat> what did they find out? Yeah, so one of the common theories is that uh, it uh, happens most of the time when one of the species is a baby. Mm. Because it's something about um, every mammal uh, being able to smell the pheromones that babies release. And every mammal baby releases this specific pheromone. So you, you recognize that it's a baby, it's not a threat, and it's mm. a need. So it awoken some, you know, biological instinct mm. of knowing what to do. Uh, so that's one of the theories. Ooh, what's the other ones? Okay, so this is a little complicated to describe, and I'm not going to get into it too much. Uh, But there is this term, neoteny, that means that a dog today have been bred to be effectively like a puppy their entire lives. Uh, They have been highly neotonized, it's what you call them. Uh, So they can have floppy ears and they can have large eyes and short snouts. It's basically so that they're in no position really to make an attack on other species because they're, uh, you know, very at risk themselves uh, to (laughs) be attacked. So, you know, like a short face. A short-nosed dog Mm -hmm. uh, with eyes that are almost falling out, like a pug. (laughs) Yeah. You know, if they went to attack a dog, they are, and that dog fights back, they are more likely to get hurt than a dog with a long snout and eyes that aren't bulging out of their skull, but are actually, like, protected if they close them. Wow. You know, so if you are, you know, in a worse position like that, uh, which most of the dogs have been bred to today with floppy ears and such then it's smarter for you to befriend another species rather than to attack them. So that's also Mm. one theory. Interesting. Yeah, so there are those two 
theories that describe why dogs are prone to making relationships with, with other species. But here's a, my theory of this, Tiffany. Ooh, I can't wait to hear. What is is that I think they missed something here. And I understand uh, that science is limited by only having done the progress it's done so far. So I think in time they will be able to explain it more fully. But I think it's so much more than that. I think it's about energy. I think it's about them understanding the communication of energy and nonverbal communication on a whole other level than we do. Mm. You, I, 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 that to me makes way more sense than all of those three. Um, Two. Oh, those other two? Oh, okay. That that makes way more sense to me than those two because the, the other two you can rule out because of, you know, they, there, there's a lot of reasons to rule it out. This is something you cannot, a scientist can't prove. Um, so it's one of those things you have to just witness and it's, you see it. And some of us can feel energy more than others. And that's just, it's true. And I agree with these scientific theories that of course it's more prone to happen if like let's say there's an adult dog and a baby of another species that the dog wants to instinctively take care of the baby regardless of the species and also they've been together from young age they are not scared of each other they grew up together of course and also uh, if they're more vulnerable in their features they're less likely to attack um Yes, all of those things make sense, but we know that there are also relationships where there are, you know, long-snouted dogs and, you know, wild features and huskies uh, that make friends with these other adult wild animals. And it happens all the time. We see it on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Uh, So these theories don't explain that. And I think one remarkable thing I found on YouTube that really supports uh, my theory that it's, you know, the energy or, you know, uh, science hasn't answered this fully is uh, this video uh, Tiffany, have you heard about the funny farm? Oh, yeah. Have you? Yeah, I have. Oh. It's so fun. It's like, you know, watching animals and like these candid videos, right? No, the funny farm is a place. Oh, no. I, okay, there's also a funny farm site where you can watch. Okay, anyways, oh, okay, never okay. mind. This is an actual place in New Jersey that oh. is a rescue for all kinds of animals. In oh, all species. no. This is, I've never heard of this place. Oh, my God. Where? In the leafy pine barrens of southern New Jersey lies a very different kind of farm. So for those people who have never been here, never even heard of the funny farm, how would you describe it? I say heaven on earth, especially for animals and for people, because when you walk through the gates, you can feel the inner peace and harmony because they all get along here. They do. It's kind of astonishing. She's healed and protected more than 600 animals over the last 20 years, from retired racehorses to raucous roosters. We have 115 roosters. So those are all animals that come in in adult life and they have different difficulties, which is why they're being surrendered. You know, these are not perfectly well-behaved animals because then they wouldn't uh, be surrendered, so many of them. Not everybody is surrendered because of poverty, you know. 
So it's it just speaks of like mm. I think they created this energy. So anyone who comes in, like they just feel the peaceful energy and they know what's up and they know that everybody is a friend there. Yeah, they know they're safe. They know that these are their their tribe. Like these are they've all been through stuff together, or not? They've been through stuff in their lives and now they're together and they're providing comfort for each other and um, it's just so beautiful to see you listeners can't see the video but it's just adorable it's like this chicken is lying on the dog it is so beautiful and her name's laura what was her last name again oh that's okay but it's a woman that is doing this and you know what women are changing the world i love it that's a just watching that made me smile and and give me inspiration of like things that you know maybe I could do we you and I could do in the future um somewhere anywhere I love that idea like I just I'm happiest when I'm surrounded by my animals or any animal all animals I love all animals I know you do I know you do I'm a little so-and-so on snakes I respect (laughs) their right to life but love is a strong word I wouldn't say that I love them no you are like terrified of snakes oh yeah i mean you show me a snake i will scream i, I will know make, I, I will make a scene i know i will call 911. but you've had some crazy ass snake stories so i kind oh, of yeah. understand yeah yeah i had once a snake crawling into my handbag that was on the ground and this is the reason why i don't have handbags <laughs> you never see me with one of those you're right you don't have a handbag yeah, because once you have a big colorful snake crawl into your bag, you never want to put your bag down on the ground again and pick it up. What, okay, so did you see it crawl in or did you grab your purse and then you noticed? Oh, luckily it wasn't the, uh, the ladder. Uh, okay, good. That's the nightmare, but that's what that's I the keep nightmare. thinking, you know? like yeah. Because I was sitting with my friend and she saw it, like I saw the look on her face as we were talking as she looked down next to my feet on my bag and I looked down and there's this ginormous, colorful snake. Turns out it was the neighbor's pet snake that escaped. Okay. You know, but it was like really colorful. Yeah. It was yellow and red and white and black and like striped and really long. Like, you know, I'm stretching my arms out oh long. My like it God. was a big guy and he was halfway into my purse. And I see this, it's right next to me. I just I get up and I start yelling. Uh, threw a bucket over the poor snake, you know, because we wanted to contain right. it. And the snake freaked out and started moving around. So the bucket is moving around. And, it, and I'm like, grab the bucket. Make the bucket stand oh still. And she's like, God. doesn't want to go near the snake. Right, so like, right. So the bucket is going back and oh forth my with the God. snake. In. But you got to like, oh. oh, we don't know what to do. And um, so I called 911 in the middle of all this. That uh, is so yeah, funny. And the police come and they get the snake and the neighbor is like, it's my snake. It's terrible. Oh, my God. Yeah, snakes move. The way they move. It's like it's so different from most species. So when you see them move, it's it's a little terrifying, and they can move fast. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. Oh, damn. Well, we do love most all animals and snakes. I'm okay with snakes. I've had some snake stories. I certainly would only want to be with a snake that I know is a pet. Otherwise, if I saw one in the wild, I'd be like, I'm freaked the fuck out. 
You don't mess with snakes. You don't mess with certain spiders. You don't you know? mess with dogs either. You know, don't and you fuck know what? With dogs. You don't mess with humans because we are the most dangerous animal on this planet. Mm, we sure are. Let's remember yeah. that. Yeah. Damn. Um, so when you think about furry animals, Tiffany, what is your favorite, um, furry friend combo? Furry friend combo. Well, you know what? Okay. You know what my favorite furry friend combo is? It happens to be two that have no fur. Oh, let me guess. It's, um, uh, bug and I don't know, hairless cat. No, um, it's a really super sweet and funny, kind of funny, and like when you. Oh, it's a turtle. Let me tell my story. Sorry. So it happened during the tsunami. Do you remember when the tsunami happened in Thailand? In Thailand? Yeah. So as you can imagine, a lot of the wildlife got dispersed, just like the humans did, and this hippo, baby hippo. Um, got lost from her pack and she was, uh, you know, they needed to give her something to follow because they're based on hippos and they need, they need companion, they're herd animal. So they put, they thought, oh, well, the baby hippo looks like this giant tortoise a little bit. So maybe they'll be like companions. They put them together and they are like inseparable. They're like best friends. And then even when the hippo got bigger and looked, you know, it was a lot giant, bigger than the tortoise, um, they stayed together forever. Oh, that is so special. So they're like hanging out together all the time now too? Yeah, yeah. They're oh. together forever. And that's so sweet. I love oh. that story. Especially because, you know, that they, that poor hippo, baby hippo went through trauma and uh, found companion and it's going to be okay. You know, we're all going to be okay. We just need a companion in our lives and a peaceful companion. And um, whether it be a fur animal or a human or, you know, uh, we just, we need companionship. Can I share another favorite furry friend story? Yes. So um, there was a farm that had a donkey and um, a goat and they lived in this pasture um, they, for their, most of their lives. It was a rescue situation because it wasn't a great situation they were in. Um, they were basically left alone and neglected. But these two obviously shared quite a bond because they were there for each other. Well, the donkey got rescued um, and then f- to a place, but the, the goat did not. Um, and they're trying to find a place for the goat. The when they met this do- the goat and donkey couple, they were like very, you know, outgoing and friendly and, you know, had personalities. The way goats and donkeys do, yeah. surely. Yeah. So, um, but when they got the donkey to the rescue, um, it was shut down completely. Like they thought maybe he was, he was not thriving, wouldn't eat, wouldn't drink, was not thriving. So they thought it maybe was the goat and so they went and got the goat rescued the goat too and they came they they and completely perked up started eating again drinking and they both get to stay together forever they started thriving together yeah 
Yeah, oh, that is so crazy. You know, I have a similar story with the donkey dog from the shelter. Oh, yeah, I want to hear uh, donkey dog. I told you about donkey I would, dog. But I want to hear it again. Yeah, it's it's the, basically the same story. You know, I wonder if it's something about donkeys, too. You know, that they're such loving animals. Well, I did read about donkeys, actually, because... Um, one time I rented this Airbnb and there was this donkey that they had there and the donkey was like so social. It would come and look in the window and like was always wanting to like be part of us. And I was like, God, it seems really sad. That donkey like is, seems lonely. And I looked online and apparently donkeys should, they, they need to have a companion. Like it's oh. in, they, it, it, they're such social creatures that they are, they have to have some, a companion. I believe that. I mean, so I was working at a shelter in Lebanon uh, for dogs. And uh, there was this uh, one dog that was being picked up from a farm that was being surrendered. and uh, uh, But the problem was the dog refused to come with the people. Oh, no, I think they, they, the farm had even been abandoned uh, during one of the mm. wars over Beirut. Oh. That's what it was. Uh, yeah, the farm was abandoned and the rescue workers were there for the dog and the dog refused to leave because he was so attached to the donkey. Oh. And God oh. bless these wonderful rescue oh. workers. You know, they, instead of, you know, abandoning the dog and giving up, they decided, you know what? We have a dog shelter with no house, no walls, no roof, uh, barely food, medicine, take care of these like 300 dogs that they have on a mudslide in the oh. mountains. These people decide, yeah, let's bring on a donkey too. So oh, they pile up them. the donkey on the pickup truck and like they, they take both the dog and the donkey and they just like, and they built them like a little tiny shed for the donkey and a little pen. Oh my God. And the dog sleeps in there with the donkey oh, all the time. Oh, makes you want to cry. Why? It touches your heart to the like core. Like it's just so f- beautiful. It's just pure to me. Like you're, there's, that is just beautiful. The dog wouldn't leave without his donkey. Like he's literally in a bad situation, but refuses to leave behind or abandon his friend he will put his own life at risk to stay with his donkey friend so yeah he was called donkey dog and luckily these people also decided that they were never going to adopt him out unless the the people wouldn't also take the donkey which seems unlikely that anybody would go out of their way in lebanon to go out and adopt a dog that comes with a donkey (laughs) So they're most likely living out their days yeah. in the mountains outside of Beirut. But that's what they want. You know, they, that's better than being separated. Exactly. As long as they're together. As long as they're together. I, you know, it's so um, amazing when you see that these dogs, they're, they, that just proves they have emotion. I mean, so, but uh, it reminds me of their story. It's not unusual or unlikely companions, but going along the story, what you were saying about donkey dog is, um, it was a story about a, a dog that was found, um, on the f- side of a road and got the attention of a passerby and the dog, but the dog was like barking and barking and trying to get them to go somewhere. The dog, the dog was like enlisting the help of these humans who pulled over and walked him towards his friends, his dog friend who got hit by a car and was 
injured and, and disabled. He wouldn't he wouldn't leave him behind. Oh, there are so many of these remarkable stories about dogs being so intelligent uh, to be able to direct people into like following them and finding you know somebody in need it's amazing what they're capable of it's it's like they have these connections that are so strong and that is something that you can only explain with by love energy the unexplainable and that they are so much more capable of interacting with other species than we are we're having a really hard time you know uh, making ourselves understood to you know chickens elephants foxes cats you know where humans are struggling a lot i mean we need to go and spend a lot of money with trainers in order to make animals understand what we want them to do mm-hmm. but dogs seem to have be on a whole different level so maybe we can learn something yeah so every dog's life matters i don't know i feel like people get angry when you use that slogan i know you gotta be careful well women matter women matter it's time it's our it's for our time for us you know um speaking of i know this is not dog related but um did you hear about the woman that got pulled over um for driving in the a carpool lane no in texas so she said oh well i have she's pregnant i have a fetus with what just passed this is a life Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is so mm-hmm. right on. You go, girl. Mm-hmm. Did she win? She, it's it's happening now. It's like it's hitting the news. She's taking it to court. She's not going to. Because she's. Yeah, you can't. You can't yeah, have so it. Can she abort it then? You know, yeah, if, they, it, if she can't be in the carpool lane. Ex- exactly. It's like unbelievable. So, yeah. So power to that woman. Keep oh, going. Yeah. Don't don't stop. So all women that are pregnant, go in the carpool lane. Now shut up and drive. Woo-hoo. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. We haven't talked about Doris. Oh, Doris. Oh, Doris is licking herself right now. Doris. Well, Doris is our little Jack Russell babe. Uh, we had her a couple of weeks. Uh, she is a little shy and timid with people. She's uh, obsessed with Journey. Obsessed. Like she loves, 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 loves Journey. And Journey lets her have it. <laughs> she does, And she, Journey can do whatever she wants, right? I mean, whatever Journey wants, right? Of course. Journey can do nothing wrong in mm-hmm. the eyes of Doris. Mm-hmm. And so Doris, uh, I named her Doris because uh, in um, Sweden there's this fairy tale of Doris the cow. And she has kind of cow uh, pattern on her. Doris the cow. I love it. That is so cute. Because cows have these mellow personalities too, you know? Yeah. She's such a calm dog. Aww. (laughs) She's so cute. She's precious. Rosemary, did you just nip at Doris and take her spot? She totally did. So now Doris goes to Journey. Right. Doris is all, Journey, I need your protection. She barked at me. This is my big brother. Please go to Instagram, Fairytales Dog Rescue, and like us, follow us, help us spread the word, shed some light 
shed some light, light and love, internal happiness, and infinite gratitude. And also, if you're looking to adopt a super sweet companion, then maybe Doris is your gal. Mm-hmm. Fill out an adoption application at fairytalesdogrescue.com. I'm going to go through the pull list you sent me, Tiffany, mm. uh, because I'm going to make room for one more dog. And we thought it might be a good idea sometimes to let the listeners in on when uh, how we go about getting our dogs. So here is one way that we get a lot of dogs is that we uh, get this list sent to us from kill shelters that we have already established relationships with and they send us a list of dogs that they're going to euthanize that they're holding how long they're holding them and that they can't adopt them out for various reasons and whether we want to come and rescue them instead so and you forwarded me this list tiffany uh i think i got it here contra costa oh yeah of course it's always a bunch of uh pit bulls i'm gonna uh, angle the computer here for you tiffany so mm. you can see okay Starts with Daphne. She's a female black pit bull mix. Oh, she's beautiful. She's two years old. And then there's Twyla, a Rottweiler. And there's Saltar, black German Shepherd. We got Shotzi, another Rottweiler. Jordy, another Shepherd. We got Flirt, another Shepherd mix. Gisar, a pit bull, black. Uh, we've got Yoki, black German Shepherd. Uh, Bagel, a terrier mix. And Asteroid, he's a black Shepherd. Uh, we've got Indira, a black Border Collie. And then there's Oswald, a tan pit bull. And the list goes on and on and on and on and on. And it's uh, uh, repeating itself in terms of that it's shepherds and pit bulls. There's actually a lot of huskies, too. Mm -hmm. And also a lot of black dogs. Mm. This is a thing that a lot of people don't know. But for some weird reason, uh, we're also racist towards yep. black dogs. And black cats. Yeah. I know it's uh, it's a thing. They they get euthanized more than any other color uh, dog or cat. Yeah, and so anyway, when we go through this list um, every week, then it's a uh, you know it's so hard uh, every time because we don't have foster homes often for these big dogs, and it is usually these big dogs uh, only have room for the small ones. Uh, so and it's barely any of those on we have that terrier mix mm -hmm. uh, maybe we could have her uh, and then there is one little mini poodle look at her senior. she lost she's her senior. fur she's yeah. more like a can terrier yeah or she's a senior too yeah i think she's got some medical issues she's probably gonna get scooped up by Muttville. i hope so yeah yeah we get yeah you know it's the senior dogs people who pass away and they don't have any I guess plan for their dog um so that's something that people should do more of is is put their dogs in a wheel and make sure that their dog's taken care of when they're patting their passing because would you want your dog to end up in a shelter no 
Yeah, no, it's totally terrifying. Mm-hmm. So yeah, how, uh, maybe Bagel then. Mm-hmm. Bagel definitely needs our help because he's very, he looks he's tell timid. How big he is. Um, if you click on the picture, it should give us the weight, but I can find out. Well, we have two puppies that Nancy's fostering for us. Like actual puppies? Yeah. She's, um, one, she's already getting, I think she's going to get adopted. And she's going to get them spayed and neutered for us and everything. Oh, that's awesome. I Thank know. you, Nancy. So that's our contact at the, the Contacosta yeah. sh- uh, shelter. And One's blind. Yeah, yeah, we haven't had a blind dog yet, yeah. so that's interesting. Is yeah. she going to have a harness with those bumper sticks <laughs> on so she doesn't walk into things? I mean, I haven't seen those. Is that what they use? Yeah, that's, oh, that's where cool. the, what they use, you know, oh. otherwise they walk into things. Yeah, I mean, they start to, yeah, they do walk into things, um, but they their strongest sense is their smell, so they are trainable by following treats and stuff right so never give it you feel like a getting a blind dog is really that much different than any other dog because that is their strongest sense is their sense of smell their sense of sight is not that great in general anyways that's right the sense of smell is the strongest for dogs so it's not as devastating for a dog to be blind as you may think it is for a human but hey there are blind people have no trouble getting around like why should blind animals like you know we mm-hmm. can all do it no it doesn't say how big bagel is mm. i'll find out look he's ter- she's terrified she looks so scared i know i l- i really enjoy getting those dogs because it is such a rewarding experience to see them face their face complete expression she's completely pretty change. big but i can see in her face that she's gonna be a good girl she needs she's just looks sad she looks very sad and scared we can get her too let's get bagel okay we're gonna rename her because we do yeah, yeah. fairy tale names on all our dogs yeah. and it's not like she knows that name don't worry no. people okay do you want to tell nancy that uh, we can yes. get bagel too absolutely yay okay so you get to hear about bagel in the next episode And I'll be getting a blind puppy um, when I get back on vacation. So um, we'll also have a little chihuahua puppy blind white fluffy dog. Her name's Virgo. Virgo. Ooh, I'm a Virgo. Oh, well, I have a dog memorial to get to um, this um, evening. So, uh, you know, I got to get going soon. Well... So lovely to have this time with you, Louise, and all of you out there, listeners. Uh, spread the word. Bye. Bye. I'm not one to know when I leave, giving up when love seems over. I'm not one to stop till the game is won. I've been told that I'm just naive, like a child that has no reason. Loyalty's all I got, so I'm not gonna run. But I've been treated like I'm haunted, like a ghost that no one knew. I've been left for dead, unwanted, when there was no sign of you.
song that we sang when our love was young and easy. Something about burning out never fade away. And now this love is still easy, just not so young anymore. Loyalty's all I got, so I'm here to stay. Sweet.